0: You're listening to Episode 7 of Season 6 of Partnerships and Possibilities, a podcast on leadership. In this episode, The Soft War on Diversity. Hi, I'm Diana Larson. And I'm Sharon Buckmaster. Together, Sharon and I are the founders of FutureWorks Consulting. Now in our sixth
1: series of podcasts about leadership and organization development and change. Hi, Diana. Um, good to see you. It's been quite a few weeks you've been traveling here, yeah, there, and yeah. everywhere. So I know that uh, part of your um, trip to India, you were at a conference and you wrote to me that there were a number of sessions you had attended that, de- or yeah. that was Philadelphia, sorry. That was, sorry. Philadelphia. That was okay. actually
0: a different conference, okay. but Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. So what I'm anxious to hear about, which yeah. I think probably our listeners would be interested in, is at one of your conferences, yeah. I know you went to a number of sessions yeah. that dealt with women in tech, um, and yeah. I'm curious what you were hearing, learning, seeing, observing. Yeah.
0: Right. So, well, I was at the, um, they call it Philly ETE, it's the Philadelphia Emerging Technologies in the Enterprise Conference. Uh, This is my second year there. It's a lovely little conference, regional conference, although it does draw people from further afield than just right around Philadelphia and that area. Um, And uh, they have really great tech talks and Mm -hmm. tech tracks. But then they also always have some other just sort of juicy topics Mm -hmm. that are not that are related to tech but not necessarily directly technical and you know which is one of the reasons they can bring me in right but um so this time they had a series of talks the first one was about um how how do we create workplaces that help to retain people because everybody's having problems with talent how do we recruit and and retain the kinds of individuals that we need that will fit well in our organization and extend our capability and that kind of stuff. And so, of course, the question of recruiting women and minorities came up in that talk. Right. And then the next talk was about um, what is being done to prepare girls and women and, and minorities. But it was mostly focused actually on tech for girls and, mm-hmm. and those kinds of programs. Um Uh, you know, how how what the efforts are at preparing folks to come into the workplace. And you and I have talked about the whole... And that was interesting to me that there was that juxtaposition of sessions because we have talked about it's not just enough to get people in the pipeline. You also have to make it worth their while to stay once you get them in the organization. And so it was interesting to see both of those things reflected. Mm -hmm. And then the third one was um, a presentation by two women, Carol Rivers and Rosalind Barrett, who have just published a new book called The New Soft War on Women. It has a couple of pink boxing gloves on the cover. Um, How the Myth of Female Ascendance is Hurting Women, Men, and Our Economy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they gave a presentation on, the. they're both... um, uh, I, I don't. I, I should look up their bios, but I, they're both from academia, mm-hmm. um, and so they were relying very heavily on all this accumulated research that they had pulled together to, um, you know, looking at the kind of latest things that people are learning about what is women's experience in the in the workplace. Mm -hmm. and so some of it was familiar i mean not too long ago we had the podcast about why do we keep hearing the same old same old right 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 but but they also so they had all that stuff um and then they also had some newer topics that you know shows that there has have actually been some at least new thinking or you know some new observations about what's going on and and how primarily the reason that they were at this conference is that a lot of the shifts are being driven by the tech economy right you know as a as a forward opposed to kind of across the board uh-huh. and um so that was that was particularly interesting and and you know some of their some of their um, topics were things like you know, you know, is there really a, you know, women in, uh women in math? And um, and one of the ones that I thought was I you know it, it spurred me to actually order the book, and so I've got the book now, and so I'll be able to dive is, in it more is deeply. Is the
1: title the 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 soft war? Mm-hmm. Is the soft war is that kind of a a, a a play on words referring to software?
0: I don't think so. Oh, okay. um, I think it's just that. Um, it, well, so it says here in the in the blurb, uh, they argue that an insidious war of subtle biases and barriers is currently being waged that continues to marginalize women. Mm-hmm. So their point was the soft war is. You know, there used to be sort of overt discrimination against right. women, and we've kind of dealt with some of that. We have policies or whatever. I mean, that still goes on, but, right. but now it's more, you know, well, we just don't hire people who aren't like us, right? Or, or when we do hire them, we don't invite them out for beers, because that's what the guys do, mm-hmm. and you know maybe they're not as interested in doing that sort of thing. And is thing. this supposed to be new news? Well, n- not that, but the the um, the range. What they've done is really, I think, um, try to try to yeah. demonstrate all of the ways in which that, that well, happens. All, the, all the ways in which that happens. I mean, okay. and some of it is persistent, and some of it is just, I think. I think there's some assumptions that, um, you know, we're all so smart now and we all know more and, you know, we would have stopped doing some of these things, but we actually haven't. We're just doing them in more, um, l- less easy to identify ways, right? And so, um, so for instance, the... Um, there's this whole sort of miserable achievers chapter, and um, or the there's another one called straw women, straw men, and so there's there are um, they're just it's just a new take on so on you, some of the same stuff. Um,
1: did you learn anything new? I mean, that's what I'd I be think. I in think your... I
0: learned a couple of things new, okay. and. Um, I mean, there's a, you know, a blurb here, a, a cover blurb by, uh, Rosebeth Moss Cantor, mm-hmm. who says it's myth, this book is myth-shattering, disturbing, persuasive, and hopeful all at once. Discrimination isn't gone, it's gone underground, and they show what to do about it to ensure women's talent isn't lost. So they also have, they're not just, oh, poor us, mm-hmm. they also are offering some, some ways you can move to action to counter some of these things. And so I guess that's the that's the contribution that they're making. It's like, well, we've studied this enough and now we know that if you want to we want to deal with this effectively, try this that the other thing.
1: So are the are the suggestions um directed at individuals or at organizations or both?
0: I I believe both. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they were talking they were talking a lot about um Organizational solutions mm-hmm. in, at the conference. Mm-hmm. So I assume that's in the book. I mean that that yeah. may just have been their presentation, yeah. but I don't I don't really know. But that that's what caused me to to so, get it. So so what was your um, what do
1: you think the reaction of the audience was, and and how did that how did that sit with people?
0: Um, I usually gauge uh, audience reaction by or enough engagement by the reaction of, are there questions, are there, you know. And there were several questions at the end. Um, I had to actually duck out before they were completely done because Mm -hmm. I had to go prep for something else. But but there were a number of of questions. I asked them a question about um, an article that I had recently read that, uh, where someone was saying, you know, why are you, for for venture capital companies who are saying they can't, they aren't approving women startups because there aren't enough women as part of the venture capitalist companies, right, and they say, well, we just can't find women on, entrepreneurs, or women engineers, and uh, somebody wrote a beautiful post, I I only wish I could remember her name because I'd love to give her credit. Maybe we can find it and put it in the show notes. But um, she wrote, she said, why are you only looking for engineers? You know, mm-hmm. there are stellar women small business owners. There's There are women mm-hmm. who have proven themselves who have MBAs, who, mm-hmm. you know, who have all mm-hmm. kinds of experience and background and knowledge that would make them good VCs mm-hmm. for tech companies, whether they've been engineers or not. And mm-hmm. and you don't limit the men that you look at to bring into V C companies to mm-hmm. only engineers. Why would you do that mm-hmm. with women, right? Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a pretty pretty <laughs> not <a> good point. <laughs> right. right. And um, and so I, I asked them that question and they I think didn't get my question or whatever because what they responded to was why women's startups aren't being funded to mm-hmm. the, in the same degree that, mm-hmm. that startups that are founded by men are funded. Yeah. So, you know, there was a little mismatch there, but, but they definitely had thought about it and they definitely had a response and, mm-hmm. and, um, uh, you know, could have been how I asked the question that mm-hmm. we got crosswise. but. It was a very interesting session, and, it, and, and what surprised me more, I, maybe what intrigued me more what, than just what they had to say was where they were saying it. That this Philly Emerging Technologies in the Enterprise Conference had invited them in to talk. Mm-hmm. You know, that there is such an awareness of this is a problem that has to be fixed. Well you know, you and know, that was great. And and I know you were recently right. on a panel about very similar kinds of things.
1: Uh well and yeah. and uh I mean I don't think it's an accident either that we got um that you and I were yeah. accepted to speak at the Agile the big Agile conference yeah. this summer in, in August in right. DC
0: um, yes, I've told a couple since we got accepted. I've told yeah. a, a couple of people about it and about our title.
1: They love everybody. <laughs> loves the title.
0: <laughs> yes, our our talk is is uh, sticky, tricky, and icky. Gender relationships and in in, uh, in in agile. A, yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. So yeah.
1: Um, I mean, I think that there is this awareness that, um, clearly, nationally, we're in 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 um software in particular mm-hmm. there's there's a talent shortage
0: oh huge
1: no question about it everybody is scrambling and you know to get good people and when you set up barriers that don't need to be there um that prevent uh, large significant pool of people namely lots of women Mm -hmm. um, from wanting to be part of that world um, or they get
0: in and then they leave there's clearly something wrong right Right. so well and it's interesting because it isn't of course just women it's also minorities are vastly underrepresented and so when you stop to think about it it's just not a well, we're losing 50, the fifty percent of the population right. that are women. Right. We are also losing the whatever percentage of the population come from minority communities, or you know, or backgrounds. And so, so the pool keeps getting smaller and smaller. And when we, um, when as we as we think about that, well, and the, and the typical solution up until now has been, well, we'll offshore. We'll go find that those skills somewhere else in the world. But now people have also figured out that that big offshoring experiment hasn't worked out the way they thought. And so there are more and more you read about bringing things back onshore, bringing things more in-house. Well so now yeah you want your team co-located and you've got this tiny pool of people who are getting harder and harder to recruit. So we're back at the same question: How do we get the people in that we need? So I'm I'm really curious though about the directions that your your panel well, took.
1: Well, the um, I wasn't on the panel; I oh. was facilitating the panel. Oh, oh okay. And um, there were two very senior level um, people there who women who mm-hmm. um, were uh, part of two of the largest organizations you know in this area. Um, So by anybody's standards these women had been quite successful. Um, Both of them are married, both of them have families. Um, So, um, I think one of the things they talked about that I don't often hear people talk about um, was as they began to accrue power and move up in the organization, some of the steps that they took by virtue of having that power to begin to make organizational changes and um, that they were very conscious of of, um, trying to change the culture in such a way that that the culture in general was more um, accommodating to and and accepting of women and and minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, so they both talked about um, looking at the whole life cycle of an employee. You know, all the way from um, the recruiting tactics and the this and the this and the this. And one of them, in fact, um, um, said something about her company had always recruited on, on certain kinds of campuses, and the recruiters were complaining about they couldn't find enough women. And she said, then go to different campuses. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to hear that there aren't enough women candidates. Yeah. That is just not acceptable. Mm-hmm. You are in the wrong place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So she she just started turning a lot of those kinds of practices on on their heads and um um another woman the other woman was talking at one point about how she and her husband sat down and had a chat and they kind of assessed who had what skills and who was likely to earn more money when and how and whatever and they just very consciously decided she had the better career path ahead of her at that point and so he should be the house husband mm-hmm. and it turns out he loves that role and it's worked really well for them and so and she's very open about it and i know that in you know the old olden days mm-hmm. women who who chose to do that usually kept it very quiet mm-hmm. it was considered weird enough mm-hmm. that you certainly didn't blab about it. Mm-hmm. This woman has been so open about it that she clearly has modeled that for other people mm-hmm. in her organization everywhere. That, you know, it everybody was, has the
0: whole range of choices. That's right. right. Yeah. And
1: and it's perfectly okay and it can change. And so I I was impressed with both of these women. And they, they also, you know, um, clearly were very hard workers, very committed uh, people, and they, they had whole lives. Mm-hmm. You know, and they weren't asking or saying that the only way to be a good employee was to be willing to live the job 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. They don't do it. They don't expect other people to do it. Um, and in fact, they know that that's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And you know, in so many tech areas, mm-hmm. that's part of the macho ness
0: mm-hmm. um, of of not so you much know, in agile, but yes, in, and yeah. in, in, in broader in the broader uh, software IT world, yes, right, yeah. That that's you know that's what you do yeah. if you're a real yeah
1: you know. If you're a real geek, you yeah. know you out geek the geeks. Right. Um, they were saying uh, not so much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you know I don't I don't I don't remember too many of the specifics, but beyond that, but many of the questions that came from the audience mm-hmm. were same issues, same kinds of questions that. Mm-hmm. you know we've been familiar with for a really long time um and clearly the mm-hmm. the theme was that much of the if you will discrimination
0: mm-hmm.
1: has is more subtle it's gone underground and people don't see it at the beginning and when they do see it it hits them
0: it's a, it's a surprise it's
1: a big surprise
0: yeah, yeah. And it's one thing if you can kind of go in armored, no, you know, knowing what you're, what you may encounter, you know, being sort of prepared for if somebody says something blatantly inappropriate, what your response is going to be, that kind of stuff. But, but the subtle things, or the you've been led to believe that this is going to be an open, welcoming workplace through your interview and everything, and then you get in there and you discover that the zingers come in sideways and they're not so easy to counter, that's hard. Yeah, because you feel set up. Yeah.
1: And and um, one one of the questioners said, you know, she couldn't see at the beginning why there was any need for women to particularly be talking with other women about any of this stuff. You know, we've encountered that <laughs> yeah. um, a great deal. And it's only now that she's beginning to see that, That's what helps you see that, oh, I am being maybe treated differently. Or I'm
0: not crazy. Or
1: I'm not crazy. And and what can I do about it? Right. And how do I handle this with grace and humor Mm -hmm. as opposed to anger? Because that was another thing that both of these women talked about was that they were firm, they were clear... But they never got bitchy and angry that that, you know, they really tried to use humor and that kind of stuff, Um, which, you know, I think we've we we both um, recognize in in many situations, not just about this, but where people kind of don't know what they don't know and they're making mistakes that they they don't. Necessarily mean to cause harm, but they are mm-hmm. harmful or painful. That that often humor is a better right. teacher right. and allows you to to make change in a more effective way.
0: Well, and where um, a man might get rewarded for taking command and of the situation and smacking somebody down, and you know that that might be admired not by me but by other folks if a woman does that same behavior we know that does not work out as well for her right Right. that she's you know she's somehow wrong or bad if she does that so yeah having the resources to be able to hand handle things in a different way um firmly but with humor as you said makes you know is is helpful and so those are some of the you know additional skills that um anybody who is different from the standard culture has yes. to deal with, and you know, and as we've we have mentioned before you know that's it's it's women, it's minorities, it's men who don't fit the mold of you know what men are right, you know I'm right. doing air quotes here, supposed right. to be. Right. Right, um, and so it, it's it's so funny that that is taken as the predominant kind of majority way of being when it really isn't. It's really a subset of folks who behave that way and are rewarded for that, and the rest of us have to just suck it up, right, right. no but, matter where, but, but you know.
1: But, you know, culturally that's been, that's been the dominant right. sort of persona for yeah. so long. Yeah. And there are so many, you know, right. stories and movies and right. everything else that, that people think that's
0: right. how well, supposed it's supposed to be. So I really like the way you describe your panelists changing the story yeah right it's not we can't find people when we go to recruit at these campuses it's like it's no it's like the story is we have to broaden our number of campuses or we have to look in new places right um where have we you know if if where we are traditionally going isn't working where do we go instead where what else what are the other possibilities out there and i think inside you know, once someone is is inside on the job, if you want to retain them, it's a similar sort of thing. It's like if if this kind of workplace isn't working, and this is, you know, it's frankly one of the things I really love about agile, because it sets up a much more collaborative. You know, the the premise is a more collaborative workspace. Not to say that you know right. nothing ever happens there, but but. But the the way that, just the way the work is done mm-hmm. is, I think, more friendly to people who aren't so interested in command and control and aren't so interested in demonstrating their macho and who really want to have a connection with the customer and, and 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 all of those things. I mean, that's one of the big issues, of course, that's coming up now is that, when you only have one kind of person developing your product, they are blind to what the, how the range of people might need and want to use your product. And so it's very, and there are all kinds of stories about the ways in which your product then misses the mark. Right. With your most desired right. customer segment because whoever developed it was just blind to their needs. Right. And, and that's why we need people who bring more perspectives to be part of the team and, right. you know, Absolutely. more a part of the g- information gathering and, and testing. I mean, even when you think about uh, in a lean startup kind of way as a leader, if, you're, if you are thinking about what kind of, how are we going to test? You know, do A/B tests or other kinds of, of tests on is this is this product really going to hit some some need in the marketplace? If if you don't know how to think about the needs, you're not going to have a successful product, and you're not even going to test it in the right way. Mm-hmm. You're not going to mm-hmm. offer those. So mm-hmm. there's just so much that is um, that just isn't you know, so many ways in which this problem is affecting us negatively.
1: Well, yeah, because you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Right. I mean, you look at something and you think, whoa, that's obvious, of course, right. blah, blah, blah. And, you know, if I had a nickel for every time in my house that I've used a product and said, this was designed by a man. Yeah. If a man, I mean, if a woman had designed this, Right. They would know that dot 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 dot. Right. Well, it, I I can't really blame them. I mean, they just do do it how they do it, but I know that as a right. woman, you know, I do certain things a certain way. Right. Um and I think many other women do it that right. way and you know. Yeah. 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 It's just yeah, we will need st- that diversity.
0: Yeah. We started this talking about conferences. Yeah, and uh, one of my experiences at conferences is of the, you know, the the wireless microphone, right? That right that you get that gets clipped on you, right? Yes, yes. And 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 every time I think they didn't, you know, it, some of them actually, you know, they they have a one way alligator clip, mm-hmm. right? And. Some of them you can actually turn the microphone around to make it work the other way, but not all of them, right? And, and then there is this assumption that you're always going to be uh, wearing pants with a back pocket or a, you know, a pocket right. or something, and that you always are going to have a shirt front to clip it to so right. it can be clipped in the middle, right? Right. right. And, and if you're not wearing a shirt or a belt or whatever, yeah.
1: where do you put the silly thing? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. I've had that happen, yeah. too,
0: and it's like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> on that note. Well, on that note, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if you're going to um, the Agile 2015 conference, which I highly recommend, it's going to be in Washington, D.C. this year. Well, it's August, actually it's actually, Well, it's outside. Out in the boonie boonies. Yeah. It's Whoa. more toward Maryland, anyway. Yeah. Um, uh, August 3rd to the 7th um Sharon and I are going to be there and we will be doing this talk on sticky tricky and icky um so if you want to learn more about that come to the conference and and look us up and we will probably also be sitting in open jam just having wonderful conversations about things like leadership and women in the workplace and so on so um and if you've got comments about this conversation that you just listened to we would love to hear them and so get in touch with us any of the many ways you can do that you can leave comments on our blog you can tweet to us at, at FutureWorks, you can it's actually future <laughs> you can look it up and um, and we're both on linkedin and so there are lots of ways to get in touch with us and we'd love to hear from you all right till next time please leave a comment on our blog or email us info at futureworksconsulting.com or find us on Twitter at future WKS. This has been episode seven of season six of partnerships and possibilities. Thanks for listening.